that means a new episode of the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News staff writer Amanda Buckle. And I'm Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. This week's episode is brought to you by Ernerberry's Comtel. Comtel specializes in the timely, accurate, and unbiased reporting of markets to clients in the poultry, egg, meat, and seafood related segments of the food industry. Be sure to download the brand new Comtel app on the App Store for iOS and Google Play for Android. As always, we've got a great episode lined up. Uh, this week we'll be discussing the tilapia market, the problem with seals and sea lions, the start of Alaska's salmon season, and NOAA's status of the stocks report. Plus, we're going to be touching on the tuna price fixing case. So, Lauren, why don't you uh, kick things off with some news from the tilapia market? All right. The tilapia market has been pretty steady for almost the past two years, and pricing has been flat as a pancake. Uh, Both demand and imports have fallen steadily since around 2014, when tilapia hit record high prices. Some factors for the fall in demand other than the pricing are market fatigue, bad publicity, and changes in consumer preference, just to name a few. But recently, in response to the volatility of the Pangasius market, the industry is trying to divert demand towards tilapia. But right now, the supply in the U.S. is not very high due to the amounts of imports declining year over year. Uh, Replacement prices are up in China, mirroring the dramatic increased replacement costs for Pangasius. But some speculate that these are artificially high, trying to monetize on what's going on with Pangasius. Recently, China has relaxed a bit on replacement prices, so right now it's a question of whether or not the increase in tilapia is temporary or if this is the start of demand switching away from Pangasius. Thanks, Lauren. Uh, Now on to our next story. So last week, Noah actually had to issue a warning to fishermen, don't shoot seals or sea lions. (laughs) This is a real thing. Um, And this kills me. I mean, the fact that they actually had to issue a warning. Um, But I love seals and sea lions, um, or rather, I love looking at photos of them. If you like search for them, they just like, they look like dogs. Like they remind me of my dog, Shay. They're so cute, but you've um, got a pretty big dog, then, huh? Oh yeah, so maybe not that <laughs> big, but their faces definitely remind me of my dog Shay. Um, but uh, since joining the seafood industry, I now know that you know while they look cute, they're they're basically kind of a pain. Yeah, they can damage fishing gear and catch. Yeah, so so Noah had to issue these warnings that seals and sea lions are protected under the Marine Mammal Pro- uh, Protection Act. And this means that it's illegal to harass, hunt, capture, or kill, or attempt to harass, hunt, capture, or kill a seal or sea lion. And the penalties for violating it are pretty serious. You know, anyone who gets caught violating the Marine Mammal Protection Act faces a fine of up to $20,520. Yeah, and in addition to a year in prison. It's nuts. Um, But fishermen still get caught violating this act. Last month, there was a story involving a stellar sea lion, which is an endangered species. Two Alaska fishermen were charged in relation to 15 stellar sea lions who were found dead during the opening of the 2015 Copper River salmon season. They were charged with harassing and killing stellar sea lions with shotguns and then making false statements, obstructing the government's investigation into their criminal activities. It's terrible, but then at the same time, read these stories about stellar sea lions that are also like physically attacking fishermen. Like and I'm like laughing, but it's it's serious. Like I was reading yeah. these stories, and I was absolutely shocked. They're scary. Yeah, and in last March, this is March 2017, a sea lion bit an Alaska fisherman to the bone. Um, the fisherman was reportedly untangling a net off the back of a boat that was docked, and a stellar sea lion that was, and I quote, heavier than a grand piano, Yikes. jumped onto the boat, <laughs> sunk its teeth into this guy's calf, and then dra- tried to drag him into the water. 
and um, the bite went through the muscle and everything. Oof. So fishermen should definitely keep an eye out for sea lions, but do not shoot them. <laughs> yep. Let's move along to the start of the wild Alaska salmon season. The season kicked off on Thursday last week and things were reportedly slow. Fishermen reported that the first sets were skimpy, and that resulted in customers scrambling to get enough Copper River salmon for their burst of the season celebrations. But with that said, prices for the first deliveries were at record levels. We've got numbers from Thursday night, and sockeyes had jumped up to $10.65 a pound, and kings are at $15.65. And our sources were told that those numbers were still climbing. Yeah, and even though the season was off to a slow start, on Friday, Alaska Air Cargo said that they delivered more than 64,000 pounds of wild Copper River salmon to Seattle. So hopefully the folks on the West Coast have better weather than us on the East Coast so that they can throw mm -hmm. some of that wild, fresh-caught you know, Alaska salmon on the grill. So fingers crossed for them. Yep. Um, but in other news, NOAA released their annual status of the stocks report to Congress. The report measures the progress the U.S. has made in ending overfishing and rebuilding stocks. It basically provides a snapshot in time of the status of our nation's fisheries last year. And at the end of 2017, the overfishing list included 30 stocks. The overfish list dropped to 35 stocks. 91% of the stocks we manage are not subject to overfishing, and 87% are not overfished. NOAA says that 44 stocks have been rebuilt since 2000. And Chris Oliver, the assistant administrator for NOAA Fisheries, said that ending overfishing and rebuilding stocks provides two key benefits for the American people. Number one, it strengthens the value of U.S. fisheries' contribution to the economy, and it supports the communities and marine ecosystems that depend on healthy fisheries. And the report also laid out that NOAA did a record number of stock assessments last year. The number of stock assessments each year goes through cycles and depends on various factors, including planning and coordination based on council and management needs. Fiscal year 2017 was unique in that NOAA fisheries completed the largest ever single-year total of stock assessments. And now on to our final story of the day. Uh, last week, Chris Lachewski, the CEO of Bumblebee, became the fourth individual indicted for price fixing in the tuna industry. Lachewski is the fourth individual executive to be charged in the price fixing case brought against the three major canned tuna companies. Two of the company's executives, Kenneth Warsham and Walter Cameron, have pled guilty to price fixing charges but have not yet been sentenced. In addition, Bumblebee pled guilty and agreed to pay a $25 million fine for price fixing between 2011 and 2013. The fine was reduced substantially from what the Justice Department originally sought in order to prevent the company from falling into bankruptcy. After the pleading, Bumblebee was able to refinance $850 million in debt. The felony indictment on one count of conspiracy to fix prices carries a maximum penalty of 10 years in prison, a $1 million fine, and restitution. Bumblebee and the other tuna canners are also subject to a large number of customer suits claiming damages from price fixing for shelf-stable tuna. More than 100 customers, such as Walmart, a number of major retailers, and smaller stores have joined in a class action lawsuit that could lead to hundreds of millions of dollars in damages. The Lachewski indictment claims that from November of 2010 until December of 2013, Lachewski entered into a conspiracy to suppress and eliminate competition by fixing prices of packaged seafood sold in the U.S. And that wraps up our show for the week. Thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to download the Comptel app. It's free with your Comptel subscription and makes it so much easier to check the markets while out of the office. Until next week.